0: I got super excited here for like at the last second here because something's about to happen. But first off, welcome everybody to the award-winning podcast on and off the field with Durf and Dylan. It is the 4th of May. I don't... Something like that. I've been hearing a lot of, you know, people have been like posting a lot of weird stuff about today. I don't. Oh, yeah? I, I pay no attention to it. It's kind of a weird thing going on. <laughs> I've just been going about my day. I don't know. I'm more
1: excited for tomorrow. Come on now, Cinco de Mayo. Oh,
0: I didn't even think about that. See, all this bull crap today, because apparently it's May (laughs) the Force Be With You, so it's Star Wars Day. Yeah, all of this has got me distracted that tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo. I completely forgot. I guess I'm going to the liquor store. Damn, because I'm out of tequila. (laughs) I think (laughs) can't be out of that. No, and we had tacos tonight. I should have waited till tomorrow. Me too. Oh my god!
1: What, what is else Taco is today, T- though? Taco Tuesday.
0: Well, what is what, what else is today? Just in case your wife is listening, you gotta know this.
1: Oh yeah, it's a uh, Teacher Appreciation Day. Hey, it's Teacher Appreciation <laughs>
0: Day! Yay! Thank you to all our teachers out there. You're great people. <laughs> yeah. God bless your souls, because I hate children. Um. So. <laughs> Let's let's get into it. <laughs> we had to make sure everyone out there is flossing. That's currently watching or listening, whatever the case may be. We hit a we hit a record mark. I know people are out there flossing because we hit a record mark this week. Last week's episode, we had forty two mm-hmm. downloads, forty two in a that's seven a, day span.
1: That's very impressive.
0: We're lucky that we ever hit thirty, like total, on some episodes. This one hit forty two, so that
1: was making, really awesome. Making waves over here.
0: Yeah, so appreciate that. So let's see if we can go for two in a row. Let's make sure everyone out there is flossing, which is follow, like, observe, subscribe, and share everything on and off the field related segment brought to you by the one and only Stefan Diggs. Durf. what else you got to tell him?
1: Well, you can make sure to follow, like, observe, and share on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as subscribe to our YouTube and our Twitch channel, which we are currently live on, all by searching at OOTF Podcast. Make sure to click the link in the video description. That will take you to the new merch store and all our social media and podcast platforms that you need for this award winning show, but also. Make sure to rate and review the show on Apple a podcast so we know how we're doing and what you like and hopefully not dislike about this award-winning show.
0: Well, speaking of which, we have a new review. Oh, yeah. We have a new review. <laughs> and the review is the one and only comes from the one and only Rapid Dave from Strikeout Beer. And it says it's the title of it is obviously. <laughs> Team Durf. Explanation <laughs> point. It's a five-star review. Okay. It says, these guys are great with amazing guests. NFL heavy, but always a good time. Been following for a while on other platforms and do like the live videos because you get to see all the craziness. They interact with their viewers flawlessly. Speaking of which, the wife was listening, so you're welcome. <laughs> I, I saved you a little bit there. <laughs> Yay! So speaking of... Rapid TikTok Dave. He's waiting in the wing. Oh, because we need to celebrate.
2: Celebrate. Celebrate. Come on. What's up, boys? Hey. What's going on? You like that review? Was it okay? That
0: was a great
2: review. Hey, right from the heart. Right from the heart.
0: Because I left Strike Out Beer review. And now that I see your review on
2: ours, I kind of feel like I half assed it now. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta go all in. You know what I mean. If you're gonna write something, might as well do it. Uh, don't half-ass it. Okay?
0: Yeah, I kind of went with the review. And I was just like, I went with the slogan of least favorite podcast. I was just, you know, kept it simple. And I saw yours. Like, oh shit! You like, gotta go delete it and make a new one. <laughs> make a new account. That's what I'll do. I'll have Durf do the next one. Go, go find their podcast. And all right. there
2: right. right. we go. Make up for it. Yeah.
0: So how you doing? It is apparently Star Wars Day. I, I guess it's a big deal. Uh,
2: yeah, I would normally say may the fourth be with you or may the fourth be with you, but uh, may the yeet be with you now.
0: May the yeet be with
2: you <laughs>
0: and the skirt
2: with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> that was so much fun. That was like hilarious. I go back and I listen to that that TikTok or whatever over and over. It's like we're just sitting there <laughs> randomly just saying yeet, like just over and over and over again. And then all of a the whole sudden video
0: is just little yeets in the background. Yeet yeet
2: yeet Yeah. That's what I'm good at. Just kinda just in the background. Yeet yeet yeet. yeet. But uh yeah. And then you pulled it together and made it funny. So yeah, now we have a church. So now we're tax deductible, right? Like we're we're tax exempt.
0: Oh, is that what it is? Are we? Is that a thing?
2: Everybody, all the other religions
0: do it. Why can't we? Oh, that's right. Oh, we got to get this. I got to get the paperwork. I'll work on that. That'll be my project for tomorrow. Awesome! Can't wait (laughs) to see it. Church of the Yeet. May the Yeet be with you (laughs) and the skirt with you. (laughs) 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 It was like that was near the end Uh, of the show too. That That was a good time last night. Uh, we, real quick, we still have to do cake. We haven't even done cake of the day yet. This was supposed to be a pie week, but mm-hmm. I had a hard time finding this style of pie. So I swapped it. We might be doing two, two pies in a row now, so we're doing two cakes in a row because we're doing cake of the day.
2: Okay. Bang. Whoa. I mean. Oh, what? dang. <laughs> I have the high ground, Anakin. Don't try it. I hate you. I like that he gives Anakin's kid the lightsaber he chopped his arm and legs off with. Oh yeah, that's uh, a <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, just in
0: case anyone hasn't, you know, they've been living on their rock for fifty or thirty years. however long yeah. it's been. Yeah. Here's your, here's your cake of the day. So uh, the reason I brought you on is because you're de- you're you're Star Wars knowledgeable. I would say. Right? You seem like you seem like you know what's going on.
2: Yeah, the movies. Uh, yeah, the books I haven't really read a whole lot. I've Dabbled with Kenobi and a couple others. Uh Alan's gone through most of the comics and whatnot. So yeah, no, I'm just a, a, a movie guy. I love it.
0: See, I don't even know if I want Alan because he'd be just talking circles around me. I wouldn't even know what he's talking about. Would I feel nuts. Like,
2: I feel like he's got a lot of fluff. And when he's compared or in a conversation with, say, Nocturnal Rabbit, Mr. Ryan Rumley, right Ryan Rumley puts him in his place and then he kind of, you know <laughs> what I mean? He calls him out on his bull crap. I don't know <laughs> enough about it to stop them immediately but rumley does
0: see there's like us who's like star wars like just the movies and a couple shows and there's like people that have read a couple comics which is alan and then there's rumley yeah <laughs> like yeah. people that own comic book stores <laughs> and whatnot
2: yeah was I had a little- on my chat today that where we were having a full-on conversation and i remember mm-hmm. some of the characters they brought up are not in the movies at all but i know the name of the characters because of rumley so yeah luckily i was able to at least kind of oh yeah that'd be cool I, I mean that's all i could really throw at them when they were like throwing these <laughs> things like oh yeah
0: we're getting ready to rumble with darren clark what's going on darren um so what's your favorite i i, I saw i saw you flashed up i don't know if that someone asked you if it was your favorite character or not but you had a little thing a miniature what are they called
2: oh uh, a pop
0: yeah, and I liked him. He looked cool.
2: Oh, Wrecker's the best. Wrecker, dude, this guy helped me get the glare off of him. There, you that's go.
0: a cool looking dude.
2: Ah, crap! It's just <laughs> getting worse. It's just <laughs> getting worse. There you go. So oh, that's
0: pretty cool. That's so, what's he from?
2: He's actually from the Clone Wars. Um, actually, they just came out with a new show for him. It's on Disney Plus. Came out today. The uh, oh, the bad, the bad company or bad. Oh my God, you make bad go- batch. The Bad Batch. <laughs> Look, when I'm on the spot, man, I can't. My my brain doesn't work very well. Bad, the bads, the Bad Batch. It was brought up during the the Clone Wars, um, you know, series that they had on, and it was they got their own show, and then the first one dropped today. It was over an hour long, but it was great. Oh wow, it really was. So on was like Marvel,
0: hour. where like half hour episodes, Bad Batch went all out. <laughs> Don't get me started. I, I complained <laughs>
2: about Marvel for like an hour today. I was like, I got nothing left. I was Like. I don't yeah, like. I don't, I don't like. I didn't like Wandavision like at all. Like it was okay, but it was just like watching a different. You know. You know, like a generational sitcom each time. You yeah. got I Love Lucy. You got the Brady Bunch. You got you know Married with Children. All that kind of stuff. And then was it? What do I call it? Birdman and Lefty? I don't like that show at all. You didn't <laughs> like it at all. No, <laughs> the show is all about. Oh, I don't man. know why. I'm not going into it, but I don't like it. It's got some action though. <laughs> it's but, Star,
0: yeah. Wars Day, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, Star Wars Day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, th- I think uh, Wingman and Lefty had its moments. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, I didn't even watch the finale or the whatever the most recent one either. I don't really care. I oh, think the he eventually the became. Uh, yeah, now he's Captain America. I guess. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, no, he's Captain <laughs> America now. Yeah, he was supposed to be anyways. They like all they did was just fill it with the six episodes of right. you <laughs> until <knew>? he got <laughs> to
0: the point where he's Captain America.
2: Yeah. What's the point of all that?
0: sharks <laughs> ah,
2: garbage. Yeah. so... Bad Batch is out. It's fantastic. I like it a lot. Highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, I'm planning on watching that. So we won't go into detail on that.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's really. It's out there, though. It picks up right at Order 66. Oh, okay. When Order 66 comes out, that's pretty much the the beginning of it. And it goes from there. So, you know, at the end of episode three, it leads into episode four or Rogue Company or Rogue, whatever. Rogue One. Rogue Rogue Company. Rogue Rogue Company, right? That's the (laughs) one. That was last night. All I can hear is the run, the doom, 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 run. Doom, doom, doom.
0: So, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? We'll go around the table on this one too. What's everyone's favorite Star Wars movie? Rapid Dave. Uh,
2: I, I would say it's got to be a New Hope. I mean, that's my original, the one I fell in love with the whole Star Wars, you know, universe with. And I'll go back to that one, even though now I don't <laughs> like the main character that much because he, you know, once you realize that he's kind of a white <laughs> threat. But um no, I like it. But I'm I'm actually watching the prequels right now. I don't mind the prequels either. I don't like the last three movies. Rogue, uh, Rogue, Rogue One is good, and uh solo's not bad as long as you take out the first fifteen minutes. But yeah, give me uh, uh, a New Hope, Fred. Very nice. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I I know I'm partial to the classics. I like four, five, six. Four's probably you know the one that I've probably seen I've seen the most. Um I actually did just go through one through nine, do it in you know timeline order where you put Solo and then Rogue One in between three and four. Um, didn't mind one. I know that's like the most like beat up movie of them all. I it, the the storyline I actually didn't mind, um, but really I like Solo. Solo was really interesting. It really gave me a different perspective for Chewbacca and Han Solo to really know. The background, it really helps it bring it into character for 4, 5, and 6. And then, you know, carrying on through the last three. Last three I thought were garbage.
2: Hot, filthy trash. My wife loves them, and I'm like, you have no taste.
0: <laughs> and, and no point in any of those movies did I go, wow,
2: I'm watching a good movie. <laughs> like almost never... I was so excited for what was it, eight or seven? I was so excited for seven because it'd been so long. And we mm-hmm.
0: finally getting a new Star Wars movie and you in the trilogies here.
2: It's episode four again. It's like goddamn it every time they keep just jerking us around. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna blow up another, you know, planet. Oh, great. Yeah.
0: That's all <laughs> it ever is. They're all planet blowing ups. <laughs> and I know this is your favorite thing, is just all these new it's, it's just the skywalkers. You know, they, they sit down, they grab a lightsaber with their masters for like fifteen minutes, and and their Jedi masters, they're ready to go. They're gonna go kill everyone now. They're great. They're gonna go save the universe after you know, fifteen minutes of training.
2: Luke <laughs> is not a Jedi master. I'm gonna tell you that right now. He's not. It's, it's horse crap. And then episode what was it uh, six or whatever, The Return of the Jedi. I used to, I actually used to like that movie. I think a long time ago that I realized like how bad it was. I was like, oh god. Empire Strikes Back's good though. Everybody, I mean, some people put that in front of uh, A New Hope. I mean, people love. And speaking of which, that's what tomorrow was: uh, Revenge of the Sith. You know, May the sixth. So
0: tomorrow's the fifth.
2: Fifth, yeah, you go Fifth. fifth. So it's
0: Revenge of the fifth. Is that what we're doing?
2: Yeah, that's what it is, because uh, the 4th and 5th, even though it's Cinco de Mayo, but tomorrow's Star Wars Day as well, but it's for the city. Yeah, no,
0: no, mm. no, 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 no. Step off of Cinco de Mayo. There's no... Star Wars, you had your day, go calm down and...
2: <laughs> you had your time. Now, shut up. My time doesn't start until Fortnite puts a damn skin uh, uh, in there for me. Right. I'm like, losing my mind every, like, five minutes.
0: Where's my lightsaber pickaxe? Return of the Karen is the best Star Wars ever, according to Ryan Francis.
2: when they had those lightsabers in there oh my god i had like it was a blast it really was
0: was it a weapon yeah oh that's cool
2: yep and you had all the different different colors and stuff
0: well maybe because it's they're doing star wars week maybe we'll come out tomorrow with it um yeah yeah, we already said my what my i i honestly really just i think rogue one is honestly my favorite like Reven- Revenge of the Sith is a good one. I am a fan of Phantom Menace. I'll I'll be the guy that'll just stand here and say I like it and just say I don't care about your opinion. I like Phantom Menace. I just, I don't know why I just do. But something yeah. about Rogue One, just being that middle piece that connects everything, and then the way it ends with Vader. I mean, like that whole that was that whole ending series of oh my god, it was just it was so good. Absolutely love that movie.
2: Yeah, I watched phantom and I would just finish it right now. I have the only problem I think a lot of people had with it was Jar Jar Binks. Just look past it, it all had a little bit more. I mm-hmm. want all to have a little bit more in that movie. I mean, he's an amazing character and he's awesome. Like every time he shows up, like just hell breaks loose.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. good. I, get, I think a lot, yeah, Jar Jar, Jar Binks is a big issue, and I think a lot of people's problems just like since it was supposed to be the, the first one, you know, it leads everything off chronologically. People had an issue with like how it's not tied correctly to anything. It's just kind of it's just kind of like it seems like almost a standalone movie. It's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And then we jump ahead like how many years into the second one. So like it just seems people just don't think it was a good s- story building kind of movie. I don't That's what I hear people complain about the most.
2: They had a bunch of these dorks like threatening uh, the guy that played her voice. Jar Jar Binks. he was going to jump off like the London Bridge at one point or some crap. Yeah, he was like, I'm done. I'm over it. They had bullied oh. him so bad, and he was like seriously going to commit suicide over these jerks. I was like, wow. dude, what a waste of time! It is a freaking movie, seriously.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and you got this poor fellow who just decided to voice Jar Jar Binks. He's like, oh yeah, I'll take the role. Man, big, mis- big mistake.
0: I mean, poor guy, poor guy. <laughs>
2: he's famous for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's
0: famous, but
2: but he had to take so much mental, like just trauma and bullying. online. <laughs> it was crazy.
0: What's up, Al? Studd? I'll keep Jar Jar out of your horror mouth. I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of Jar Jar. I'm not going to sit here and be like he was my favorite character. But like, like you just said, like I, I just move on. You know, he's yeah. there's bad characters in any movie ever. Like all the time, like Ray mm-hmm. is terrible, Kylo's terrible, and the oh, reason they're the main characters, like, they're uh, harder to move on from.
2: <laughs> the reason you might like. Phantom Menace a little bit more, because probably that's your first one you got to see in the theaters. That was the very first one I saw in the theaters, and so by the time it came out, I was super jacked. I think I was like 19 years old. I was like, holy hell, I've never seen one in the movie theaters before, and I got to go. I was like, dude, they jammed 300 people in there. It was one of the biggest damn theaters ever.
0: Yeah, I don't remember. It might, might have been my first one. I was probably too young to remember anyways, if it was a, if that is a fact. Mm-hmm. but 1999, man. Yeah, Bad Batch is on my is on my watch list. Very excited for Bad Batch. See what that's all about. Cause I never watched any of the cartoon, like the cartoony swans. Uh, I never watched like the cartoon Clone Wars, which people tell me is like it's totally badass. Like it's you have to watch it, and it, it gives it, Anakin like a whole new character that's much better than the Anakin that's in the movies.
2: Yeah, well the the Clone Wars that you see in the movie, it's only one movie, right? It's Attack of the Clones, and then of course. Whenever Order Sixty Six come out, it's just like oh well, they all just kind of fall down and die. They're like the apparently right. they can't defend themselves. But this thing brings you all the way through the war and then the the end of the war, and you see some Ahsoka. Ahsoka's do it most of it because um, he's uh, Anakin's Padawan, and she's like awesome. So yeah, she's a badass. I mean, if anything, go back and watch maybe the last season. Uh, I think there's twelve episodes or something like that. There's like four in the middle that kind of suck, and it's got like these two sisters that come in there for no reason at all. But, dude, is amazing. And then, you know, obviously you see the transformation of Vader. And, yeah, they have, I mean, it's really good. It's worth it. And by the time you're done watching it, it's, it's you're not like, oh, my God, I just watched SpongeBob SquarePants for eight hours. It's like, oh, my God, this is like, a, you know what I'm saying? It was a yeah. real good, very well-done animated, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's going to be on my list. Bad Batch. There's just a lot of Star Wars in my future, I think, until at least the next Marvel thing hits, which isn't for a while. So I got time. I got time so we're gonna kick you off sounds good but let's let's sign off with your favorite helmet
2: um i don't i don't i don't know i don't have a favorite one i i was looking at the closest
0: it. one then <laughs> <laughs> look at that pretty thing
2: oh, very nice i did the unboxing that one day live on the yeah on the stream. i remember that one yeah yeah that's all right
0: yeah, that's my favorite. All right. That's, it's, it's the favorite slash closest. Closest. <laughs> all right. Enjoy the rest of your Star Wars day. This is it. it.
2: This day. That's it. Enjoy it because it's over. This is it. We'll talk tomorrow. Maybe I'll I put it right. on a drink tequila and we'll just call it. I'll throw a sombrero on top too. Oh, okay.
0: All right. So we get, right, or we'll, right, maybe we can share. We'll figure it out. We'll work there you out. go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Rabbit Dave, everybody. Yeah. I didn't actually mean to play that audio. That was the wrong one. That's fine. It still worked. (laughs) Oh, I just felt like choosing violence towards any criticism against Star Wars today. Is today the wrong day to talk bad about Star Wars? I feel like this is the day to get all your grievances out and the positive things. Like, today's the day that you get it all out there mm-hmm. this is this is the day to talk about Star Wars whether you like it or not that's my opinion whether it's a criticism yeah. or not I
1: don't know. Is, uh, yeah I mean I've seen both sides today on social media so yeah
0: I'm fine with either one and then yeah. we got Dylan in the house the wrong spell Dylan what's going on yeah <laughs> So we got a couple of uh, NFL things to talk about now that the Star Wars thing is over with. I'm, my Star Wars is officially over now. I'm I'm Star Wars out for another year. <laughs> I'll just I'll just wait until next year to start talking about Star Wars. I'm, I'm just, I guess you know I got a Bad Batch coming now, so I guess I I guess I can start getting yeah. back into it. The first real piece of NFL news here that's not draft related because we're going to have a guest here in a little while. Um, from the podcast draft vice to help us go over the, uh, the draft. Cause he's, he's a little more better of an expert than I am. I'm really going to like, let you two guys like really go at it. Cause my That's draft opinions suck because I, I, the draft is just never a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And everyone probably knows that by now. So
2: <laughs> all
0: four teams in the NFC West, I did not know this was a thing, but all four teams, in the NFC West are going to be carrying an additional, international player for the 2021 season on their practice squads as part of the international player pathway program. This is hilarious that we just talked about this last week. They're like, why isn't there like some kind of G league or like Euro, Euro <laughs> league for the like NFL like there is in the NBA. Right. Well, apparently there's something that I didn't know existed and here we are. <laughs> yeah. These players will be on the practice squad for all of training camp and through the entire season. But they will not take up an actual slot on those practice squads, and they cannot be called up to the active roster. They're, they're literally just there to mm-hmm. learn about football. They're they're just here. Yeah. They're taking up space. And, and uh, so the Seahawks got linebacker Aaron Doncor. It's their German okay. names or something. I don't yeah. know. I'm, well, I'm that German, yeah, that one's German. Um. We got stats on him apparently, but he's played 12, 12 games over two seasons. He accumulated thirty two tackles, 12 twelve and a half sacks, four and a half tackles for loss, and two fumble recoveries and one forced fumble. Seahawks might actually want him on the active roster. 12 Twelve and a half sacks over twelve games. Seahawks, Seahawks, <laughs> Seahawks should definitely <laughs> use that. Holy
1: shit! Yeah, I think he's um, I think he's just ineligible this year. So it's like. I think he's got a good chance of making an impact for the Seahawks, but, you know, when he's eligible to actually be on the active roster.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see that name again when he's eligible. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm curious. I'm going to keep an eye on him during training camp, see what kind of thing. I'm sure there'll be plenty of tape on him. They'll yeah. throw that stuff at us because it's a special player. I'm sure I'll see plenty of it. Right. Um, the 49ers get Alfredo Gutierrez, offensive line from Mexico. The Rams get Max Percher, offensive lineman from Italy, and the Cardinals get Bernhard Seikovitz. Sikovitz. Sure. Tight end from Austria.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that one. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I I read a little bit of background on these guys. You know, the the linebacker that the Seahawks got, like the Seahawks, you know, you know, are gonna get for their extra spot. He actually played in the German Football League, which is you know that was the you know, football league that we talked about last week with our guest, um, and how like it's so popular, like the GFL over there is like just as popular as like the NFL is in the, in the states. And you know, I think it's kind of cool to see that you know that. See that next step for the, these players. Um, so, I, as I said for the Seahawks, and you know, I'm sure we'll hear something about that and during the training camp. like you said? Um, then Gutierrez and Percher, um, they've kind of had like back and forth, you know, ca- career so far. Um, definitely, I think it's a. I think that these are definitely players that are taking on that learning act, like that learning opportunity. Um, I want to say it was. Percher that I read about that he like he legitimately tried out for the national team in Italy, but tried out at like tight end, um, defensive lineman, and offensive lineman, and then he actually found his kind of his niche um, to go to the offensive lineman. So he's kind. Of, I think he's one of those. Like, I think he could turn into one of those like flex players that you know he has the ability to do multiple things which i think will help him in his one position
0: yeah that helps all kinds of players especially like undrafted rookies coming out yeah of college just being able to you know be on special teams or if you're a corner that can become a wide receiver right. stuff like that can being a versatile just being athletic can go a long way in trying mm-hmm. to start your career so very cool it's funny that yeah. we just talked about this stuff last week and so i, I find that hilarious Mm-hmm. That we just talked about international programs and all these different play, like German NFL League, all this stuff yeah. just a week ago. And then this kind of this right. news hits. So I think that's just hilarious. Yeah. And I'm going to look into the, it more. Like this actual yeah. program, I'm going to look into more.
1: So there was another player that actually Washington signed a few weeks ago, um, the tight end from Chile. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah.
1: He was a candidate for the, the program. Um, but these four got it, but Washington still signed them. Interesting. So, yeah. So I think he has the, the upper hand on getting the opportunity to play and be on the active roster. But these guys are at least secured for this year um, and then going forward.
0: I forgot about that guy. That's, an, man, it, that's this is what I wanted to happen. That's what we were talking about last week. I mm-hmm. wanted the NFL to start growing. I'm not saying yep. I want games in London. I'm not saying I want games in China. Right. You know, I'm just saying I want to see its reach go past the States so mm-hmm. more players from all over the world can get in here. And I, I just think these opportunities are really cool. Right. <clears throat> Speaking of people that might be from Mexico, just based off of nameage, heritage, maybe. <laughs> former Steelers offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva has signed with the Baltimore Ravens on a two-year $14 million deal with $8 million guaranteed. He's a swing tackle, so he can play left tackle until Ronnie Stanley gets healthy, and then he can shift back over to right tackle. But we all know Ronnie probably is never going to be healthy again in his entire life. That guy just <laughs> seems like he's like at least half a year every year that
1: dude is yeah. just not playing. Which is so, why the Orlando Brown trade happened, because there's that chance and Orlando Brown wanted to play left tackle so <clears throat> this you know gives them that versatile ta- uh, this gives the Ravens a versatile tackle that they want to fill a spot as needed
0: and did they did they signed the one from the Titans or no did he just come in for a visit i know that was back when they got just traded Orlando Brown they brought in a tackle from the the um the Titans i remember his name though I don't know if they signed him. He might just went in there for a visit.
1: Yeah, I'm not remembering that one.
0: A whole bunch of people are popping up in here. Nobody grabbed Izzy Burger. I
1: don't know who that is. Isabel Burger from last week. Oh, is
0: he's <laughs> <laughs> like who the hell's Izzy? I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> Unfortunately, no. She's on her way to San Diego, though. Hopefully soon. I'm she's starting her season up. I think wasn't she just talking about how they're they're starting to play coming up here soon Mm -hmm. and then after that season she'll work her way over to san diego maybe very exciting times yeah go back to star wars go away (laughs) what's up tj Uh, oh we actually (laughs) it's funny we just got thrown in the private chat dennis kelly of the titans Ah. (laughs) dennis kelly just a visit though did not get signed very nice maybe he can make his way over to seattle And last but not least here, I had to throw this in here because I need this is one of those things where I just have to put it in here because I just want to talk about it. I need to get this off my chest. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Terry Bradshaw just went full blown back in my day. And it was just he completely missed the point Mm -hmm. of this entire Aaron Rodgers situation. Terry Bradshaw just went off on a tangent and everyone looked at him like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not the problem, (laughs) right? I I saved some pictures here, a couple of snapshots uh, of what he said. There's a lot here, so I'm not going to say all of it. But basically, Uh as I skim it, I'm going to try and say the things I want to say. He called uh, Aaron Rodgers weak for the way he's been handling things with the franchise. Uh, with him being that upset shows me how weak he is who the hell cares who you draft i mean he's a three-time mvp in the league and he's worried about this guy they drafted last year at number one which he wasn't drafted at number one so that's just that's you know and for him to be upset my god i don't understand that pittsburgh drafted mark malone number one cliff stout in the third or fourth round which when terry bradshaw was still with the steelers and starting they drafted those two guys Mm-hmm. And he said they were coming after me at all angles, but I embraced it. I didn't let it bother me blah, blah, blah. So I don't understand why he's upset at Green Bay. And if he wants to fire the general manager, he'll come back. You kidding me? Blah, blah, blah. And he says, here's what I do. I wouldn't budge. Let them gripe. Let them cry. Retire You're 38. Go ahead and retire. See you. See you later. I mean, I'm really strong about stuff like that. and It just makes them look weak. Okay, Terry. So I just want to let you know, you just you just missed. Here's here's the target, <laughs> and you're just over here somewhere. All right, that the it, it doesn't matter. He's not mad at they drafted Jordan Love. You know, if they're mm-hmm. looking to get a guy behind him, if they're looking towards you know the future down the road, however right. many years, you know that's not the point. That there's a mm-hmm. quarterback. So he's not afraid of Jordan Love. Like you said, you're a three time MVP. He's not scared Jordan Love's taking his job, all right? <laughs> he, he just, He's not worried about playing so bad that a rookie takes his job. He's not worried about that. He's upset that they didn't tell him they were drafting a quarterback, and in the past 16 years that he's played there, they've never drafted in the first round a weapon for Aaron Rodgers or even a successful defensive player, at that matter. Their defense yeah. sucks. He's just mad at this front office and the GM and this team for not helping build a Super Bowl winning team. They've won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, which is asinine. Terry Terry Bradshaw's entire argument was like, "Why are you weak? You're 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 acting weak because you're you're worried about this quarterback that's behind you. That's not the point." He's just sick of having to carry this garbage team on his back and has to play at an MVP level to go 13 and three and be bounced out of round one or two of the playoffs every year. And that's a fair argument, yeah. right? Maybe it's a little bit prima Donna. He's taking it a little bit too far. You know, like I, I get it. I don't like Aaron Rodgers' attitude either, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: Harry Bradshaw went to a different level that he should not have gone to because now you made yourself right. look like an idiot and an ass. So, congratulations, Terry. You're a grumpy old man. That's how that's what I took away from it. Ooh. Grumpy old man who's like Arr, <laughs> Arr. back in my day, they drafted two quarterbacks, but guess what I did? I just kept on playing. Guess what? Aaron Rodgers is still playing. Well, he played for a year with Jordan Love, at least. played one year. And he mm-hmm. won MVP.
1: He's not scared of Jordan Love. Right. <sighs> it's a it's the support he doesn't have on the rest of the team.
0: Just infuriating Uh because he's like he's so passionate about this you can tell like through Uh everything he said he's so passionate about what he's saying but he never stopped to think that what he's passionate about is the wrong argument if that makes sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's just mad about something that doesn't exist where have I heard that before oh wait a minute I don't want to get political never mind Um, do you have any takes from Terry I know this stuff's been floating around You know, Aaron Rodgers is not happy. Obviously, I don't know if we talked about this last week at all. So we're kind of just like continuing the saga of Aaron. Oh, because this came out on draft day, so we didn't really talk about it last week.
1: Oh, yep, yeah, this was draft. Well, he was. He said, I think he was unhappy before, but it came out. I think draft day. Maybe it was that they that he said he's not coming back to the team. That was the that was the big thing that, oh, Aaron Rodgers has told inside or insiders in the organization, told his teammates, like, he's not returning to the Packers. And then, you know, the whole thing starts with, you know, no Packers quarterback has played 17 seasons on the team. Like, Brett Favre, Bart Starr, and Aaron Rodgers are all at 16 seasons. Um, so, will Aaron play that 17th season? I don't know. I'm going to guess no, because he's so, you know, frustrated with the team, which, you know, I would be too, like – they drafted what one receiver th- this draft? Did um, they even?
0: I yeah, thought I Amar- saw their draft board. Did they take a wide receiver?
1: Amari Rodgers, I think, out of Clemson. I thought he was a running back. No receiver. Oh, okay. so you I'm know another another it, another, right? an- another A Rogers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, um, right there in the third round, Amari yeah. Amari Rogers, good old A Rod. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about him.
1: So yeah one um, one
0: wide re- one wide receiver this entire draft. And then you got got an offensive lineman, two offensive linemen, three offensive linemen, and then Mm -hmm. a running back in the seventh round, two corners, defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. None of this is supposed to make Aaron Rodgers happy. No. And I think at this point, it's on purpose almost. Right. Oh,
1: I completely agree.
0: And I think the biggest FU of all, Mm -hmm. where I think... I haven't decided if Aaron Rodgers gonna be playing for the Packers next year. And Once I, I'm gonna to get to the comments here in a second because I know Josh is in here and he's a Packers fan. Uh, See, so get his opinion on it real quick. But at the end of the day, he doesn't. He doesn't have a no trade clause in his contract. He doesn't get to pick where he gets traded to. You know, it's either so the the Packers can just be like, "Hey, Aaron, guess what? You're going to freaking." I don't know, name any team that's not on his I-want-to-go-to-that-team list. I don't know some, any random team. Well,
1: I thought he had a known trade clause in his contract.
0: Negative, Ghost Rider. Oh, very good. So if they traded him, the team can pick wherever he goes, whoever's the highest bidder. He'll, he just, he'll just go wherever. And he has no say in it, which I would bet Correct. if it's not a team that he wanted to go to, which I don't know why the Packers would want to cater to him acting like this. Put him on the Broncos. Well, the Broncos he wants to go to, he'd be happy.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, That's well, one of his. Do the thing over again?
0: Yeah, pretty. Yeah, I think someone brought that up on Dan Patrick show. That would be <laughs> funny, though. Uh, <laughs> go there and be Peyton Manning 2.0. They can't yeah. draft a quarterback over there, but damn it, they can trade for one. <laughs> <laughs> but if they trade into a team he doesn't want to go to, he'll end up retired. So do I think he plays for the Packers this season? Mm-hmm. I haven't decided because we've seen this story kind of. It's a story that's been going on for like three years. It just right. seems like it's taken like a bigger leap this time. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of waiting for it to cool down to see if it does cool down because it's just a media hype right now. It's like it's all that's in your face. It seems like it's so uh, you know, everything's so intense right now. That's how it was with <laughs> Russell Wilson. Everything's so intense right now. Like, oh my God, Russell Wilson's gonna be traded. He has five teams he wants to go to. Everyone's on the top and then nothing happens. Right. And then everyone's happy and we're just gonna go on with our day. You know, like, that's what I'm waiting for. Right. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, yeah, I said some things, but let's go win a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, that's that's what I'm waiting for. I feel like that's coming. So maybe it doesn't. Maybe this is maybe he's just taking it too far this time. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. I mean,
1: they added the whole like Jake Kumaro comment thing in the last right, day or yeah. so. That was a whole thing. Like, right. He praises the receiver, then the Green Bay releases him the next day.
0: <laughs> Man, <laughs> I really like this guy. Underrated. He's oh, he's gone. Never, nah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he gone. He gone. He played for the Bills actually. had had uh, yeah. had touchdown against the Broncos and
0: you know, he had like, he, uh, three catches.
1: Well, yeah, but this you know season. he's bounced around the league a little bit. I think he's back on the Bills right now yeah. uh, for the off, end of the season. Off season, end of the season. But yeah, that's fun.
0: Yeah. He he started on the Patriots practice squad. That's where he started his Mm -hmm. career. Uh, Let's let's get to these comments real quick because I kind of ignored them. The trade of Anakin Skywalker from the light to the dark side. Great value, although he had a troubled background. Very detailed. I like that. (laughs) I'll miss Rogers, but peace out, says Josh. Dennis Kelly landed Philly. Doriel Green Beckham. Will go down as probably the most significant trade ever. like Dennis Kelly landed in Philly because of green Beckham or Dennis Kelly landed Philly Doriel green Beckham. I'm missing that one. I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Roger shrunk in the playoffs at times, but has been on the defensive. Yeah. He's had his, he has moments at his times, but what are you going to do with the team that he's been given a lot of these times? Like the defense sucks. He has barely anyone to throw the ball to. Roger should prematurely evacuate the premise just do everyone a favor just, just walk away <laughs> to be fair green bay never needed to draft a wide receiver in the first round most of his career that's because he's very good and he makes seventh rounders or undrafted look like first rounders just imagine if he had first rounders this is the point mm-hmm. <laughs> like imagine if he had the talent a guy who can get separated and he can throw these people open like crazy like imagine if he had someone like an odell or someone like a Hop. Anyone that's been drafted in the first round, like these crazy good receivers, like imagine if he had someone of that talent to throw to. It would be unstoppable. Right. Just imagine. Well, we can't imagine because it's never happened. <laughs> I want to see Aaron Rodgers in a raiders uniform. Ooh boy. I'll take car over love. Well, we haven't seen Jordan Love yet, so it's hard to evaluate that. Damn it, Aaron. You'll play with Green Bay, be hosting Jeopardy full time this season. And Kumaro sucked with us very sure he sucks everywhere no good receiver right? in the late round of the first round <laughs> you could at least try
1: you could at least try just make, just to make him well, happy yeah there's the whole there's a whole story too about you know green bay saying last year that they wanted to move up for a receiver they wanted Justin, Justin Jefferson um but then the vikings you know drafted him so they still moved up and then they were like, "Oh, the receiver we didn't want, even though there's other receivers available, take Jordan Love."
0: How so. true is that? In the midst I of everything know. going on, with it sounds not, like it a Packers being, issue. Like we've never heard this story before, <laughs> right? And now he's threatening to leave and like just retire, never play for the franchise <laughs> again. They're like, "Oh, by the way, instead of drafting Jordan Love, we were trying to get Justin Jefferson." Really. Like it's just like you've, you've never heard anyone say that until like yesterday or whenever it came out. So I have my I'm skeptical. Okay. In, in the in the private chat, we're being we're being owned once again by our, our coming up <laughs> guest here. He says Philly traded Dennis Kelly for the guy oh, well, wide receiver. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't I didn't know Dennis Kelly was even an Eagle. So It's good to know. I I was that's why I was confused by. I'd never I I I, I didn't you know he was ever an eagle.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. All right. So let's move on to the draft stuff because we've already waited long enough. He's been sitting there waiting for us. I told him like I told him six thirty, and now he's probably thinking like God damn it, these people. (laughs) Um. So let's move on with our lives here. Welcome in. What's up? How's it going? Is it Wojo? Wojo. Wojo, Yes, Wojo.
3: Walter. Wojo. Whichever one you want to call me. Just don't call me Wally. Right, only no walking can do
0: that. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna Walter Wojo, whatever the case would be. You're from Draft Vice,
3: yes the the brilliant show. It's mainly hosted by me, but then also a bunch of standup comedians pop on. We do funny, weird shit with about football, uh, and then again, we did actually a live show the night of the draft up in Nanuet, New York. Uh, to, to go ahead and bring like part of the draft to people in New York that don't live in New York City or just like we went to the heart of New York, Nanuet, which everybody's been to. Everybody's heard of it, Nanuet. Um, but, yeah, thanks for having me on, you guys. This is great. Um, I, I know you guys want to talk about the draft. And I, listen, I, I already been talking to you guys about Dennis Kelly in the chat over here. I'm like, oh, Dennis Kelly. Yes. Yeah, super secret like sleeper tackle. Dude, by the way, Juwan, uh, Juwan James just tore his Achilles. It, uh working out outside of camp i don't know if you guys talked about that yet nope um no did though yeah yeah the broncos right tackle who has played like i think 50 snaps for them so again another spot where he can go where it's like hey guess what like we need a right tackle now um but they got mike munchak there so they'll be good they'll figure out their whole right tackle situation
0: so Um, i'm assuming dennis kelly's a free agent then he's just kind of floating around
3: yeah. Well, Titans released them. So the Titans okay. did that weird thing where they were like, we're getting rid of half of our team, right? They got rid of uh, Malcolm Butler, Adoree Jackson, Dennis Kelly, Isaiah Wilson, who busted out of the first round for <laughs> yeah. them. So they are like, well, you know what? Let's go. Uh, <laughs> maybe this year we'll swap it. We'll go corner first round and then risky tackle in the second. And then they signed Kendall Lamb in free agency, uh, former Brown, former. I think he was also Lamb was also on the Texans at one point, but he's actually been a solid backup swing tackle. I don't know if you really want him being your true starter, which again, that's why I think people speculated like, what were the Titans going to do? Were they going to take a tackle? Because Isaiah Wilson was, um, I think they traded him to Miami for a seventh. And then Miami was like, Oh my God, this guy makes us look like this guy looks, this guy makes all of us look same. We're in Miami. He can't handle it here. Get him out the room right now. So, now now, uh, Miami just decides to draft Liam Eichenberg in the second round. They're like, this guy's way safer. He's from Notre Dame. He's got 32-inch arms, so we probably shouldn't play him a tackle, but we'll play him a tackle anyway because we are the Miami Dolphins and we know better. Arm length does not mean anything to the Dolphins. We do Which our I, own thing here. <laughs> right? No, but I, not for nothing. Don't mind that. I like that. I like when, I like when teams say, you know what? Screw the rules. We're going to go different from the rules and the the typical mentality. Miami's been doing that the last couple of years. I mean, they took Jalen Phillips at 18 overall this year. I thought that was risky. But at the same time, you had a guy who was a potential top 10 talent in the, uh, in the draft. Uh, pass rusher out of Miami. And again, had concussion issues. That was the risk. He had three concussions. One of them because of an accident. But the other two were again like when you have three concussions, that's a that's an injury risk waiting to happen. So I, uh, Miami took a lot of risks. If you notice, they didn't care much about injury risk. They took Jalen Waddell, Jalen Phillips, all the Jalen's. So they were very big on hey, we'll go ahead and take injury risk. We just don't want guys who are crazy in Miami because like that's not going to end well. This guy got crazy in Nashville. Now we're bringing him to Miami. Send him, someone with the Raiders, they'll they'll deal
0: with him down in Vegas. That's a down. Well, that's the trifecta right there then. That's yeah, not good.
3: <laughs> it's just progressively getting worse. It's like no, it, did you got to go just look at all the
0: teams that Richie Incognito went to and where look at where he's at these days. <laughs>
3: The Raiders. Oh, it looks like we're connecting dots now. There we go. Yeah,
0: see, we're connecting the dots here. Well, you see,
3: but but you see, Wilson wasn't bullying people, and he wasn't. You know, he wasn't just going ahead and calling people some words that you you probably shouldn't call people. He was just like getting drunk and jumping out of windows, which is still not (laughs) a good thing. Like, well, I feel like
0: the initial conversation with Isaiah Wilson and the Dolphins went something similar to he he gets traded. Walks in the door, shakes some hands, and he's like, All right, bring me to your social media department right now. Because if those people don't have me slated to wish me a happy birthday on social media account, I'm out of (laughs) here. That'd be great. that, That had to be part of his contract, I'm sure.
3: It's like, Dude, we need you to get into AA. It's like, Fuck that shit. It's like, Dude, you have a multi million dollar contract. No, I don't want it. I don't want to be able to, I don't, I don't want to go to AA. Like, I, I think I was like the basis of why they got rid of him was like, uh, he didn't want to do any kind of like five step, two step, even like a one step program. So we were kind of like seventh rounder. We'll, we'll say, screw it. We, you're out the door. We don't want you no more. So th- and then they took Liam Eikenberg, who I like actually a lot. Um, but yeah, who, uh, by the way, do you guys have particular teams that you guys follow or is it like, uh, I, I, uh, or you guys just follow full football, by the way, love the star Wars, uh, first half of the show big star wars fan from uh you know from when i was a child and still watch it now to this day um by the way i'm watching
0: the bad batch
3: i yes and no i you know what now that disney it's probably part of disney Plus's stuff i probably will i i watched uh rebels a lot over covid covidcation if you will so I, I got to watch that and got to really enjoy that. I couldn't get into Clone Wars as much. And I think that's why maybe Bad Batch I might have an issue getting into because it's a little hesitant there. Same I, style. It, it's not even the style, it's that time frame. It's like I'm done with that time frame. I don't need to mm. see I don't want to go back and revisit the Clone Wars again. I don't get me wrong, it's great, but like I also have bad memories of the Clone Wars. We had the prequel trilogy. And like as much as like it's it's not the worst thing in the world, I think people over-attack it. I also mm it's also like I don't need to revisit it I don't need to keep on going back to the timeline and revisiting it I know Clone Wars like I've seen episodes of it it's really good but considering I just know where it goes and I know where those characters go eventually like I like the introduction of Ahsoka in it and that was great and she was great in Rebels but I just can't get into the whole I'm investing myself in in a storyline where I know where it's going for the most part did like a lot of the episodes of like the side characters other other Jedi and stuff like that Mm so was I here to talk about the draft I'm
0: sorry (laughs) Wait, what are we talking about? Wait a minute, <laughs> football. Got, oh, getting dizzy. No, who no, like, was a Bills fan, so yeah. I kind of enjoyed the Bills draft. Uh, I, I especially loved their first round pick. I was, it, he's the guy I don't think we had him slated to go to the Bills, or maybe you did because no. Durf's got his first round mock draft that we can throw up at some point, too. See, um, I like.
3: I like uh, Gregory Rousseau. I also liked Carlos Basham. Like, the Mm -hmm. back-to-back edge rushers was, I think, a really cool move. They've been looking for a guy outside of Jerry Hughes to rush the passer. Mm -hmm. They have Addison there, but Addison's getting older. He really has only kind of been more of a rotational guy. Mm -hmm. I think Carlos Basham was underrated, and I think Rousseau came into the season almost like a top 10-15 pick, and then I think because of the process, because, like, there was such a deep edge rusher class this year, and there was all different styles and fits, and again, He did not play for the year, and he played previously like 245, right? And he was beating up, like, they would line him up. His best uh, rushes came on the inside, Mm kind of like a Calais Campbell sort of role. Line him up at the zero tech over the center. Line him up over some guards. Just bully some guys who are going to be working for the UPS next year. You know, just go ahead and bully these, like, bad guards and uh, centers. And then, you know, opts out, he bulks up, gets up to, like, 267. And we never saw him play that, and then, like, his Pro day was like, okay, like it wasn't the best pro day. So I think teams were a little worried about that. They're like, you know, especially after not having this extremely great uh, pro day, you're kind of worried, like, how is this guy going to translate? Is he going to be great? Is he going to be this huge athlete? So, but I like him for the bills because again, they, they can put him as part of a rotation, get him bulked up even maybe mm-hmm. more. He's got a big frame so they could just stack him up. You know, you're talking about a guy who was like 84 and a half inch, uh, 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 arm span so this guy could just give everybody hugs at the same time um i you know i think he does have the 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 arc that could potentially be like a Calais Campbell a guy who's going to be like a little bit of an edge guy a little bit of like a D tackle um and then Carlos Basham was weirdly again a couple years older i think the reason why Carlos Basham wasn't a higher pick was because he's 24 and a little bit of a down year this year but still like again boogie basham was is so you know i, I Just uh, the athleticism that he has for 279, 280 to be able to move the way he does. Again, if he wasn't that old, I think he would have went a lot earlier. So Mm -hmm. now they get two guys that are actually kind of similar mold and style, length, size guys um, to go in there. And like I said, they've been looking for guys outside of Jerry Hughes to rush the passer for a while. Uh, I think it's a big part of of McDermott's defense is wanting to play a lot of zone and be able to rush for guys. I don't think I really want to blitz. You know, it's not I don't think it's ever been a big thing for for uh for McDermott. So mm-hmm. I like the I like those first two picks right off the bat. I think that was great. And then they went ahead and took the uh, very athletic tackle. Uh I have the name here somewhere. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh um, Spencer, Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown out of Northern Iowa tested out the roof. Like, I mean, as far as guys, mm-hmm. as far as athletes go, he's like probably the most athletic tackle that like has ever tested. He's tied like 99th percentile. So, you're mm-hmm. getting him in the room. Uh, again, just those three picks, I would, I, if you just stopped it right there, I like those picks for them. I did think guard was a bigger need for them. I never thought mm-hmm. running back was the need. I thought guard and offensive line, maybe corner, maybe corner, they could have addressed a little bit sooner. But again, right. you have guys out there like Steven Nelson. Um, I know Hayward just signed with the Raiders to join up with Gus Bradley to make their own Marvel, uh, Marvel Avengers movie up in uh, Las Vegas. So, <laughs> Again, I I dig the uh, I, I dig the the Buffalo Bills draft. I think it was a very good one. I like McDermott as a coach. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, highly underrated. And then, uh, y- you look at what Brandon Bean's done there. Been very aggressive on getting talent in the room. I just dig what the Bills have been doing over the years. Um, Dable is going to get a head coaching job somewhere. And he's going to take Trubisky with him, and Trubisky's going to fail there too. But at least they have <laughs> Trubisky now as a backup. Is that so the me, plan? Is
0: that what's going to happen? We call I think it
3: so. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to take Trubisky wherever he goes. He's now his little buddy. They're going to be like, like he's going to get a job somewhere next year, and he's going to be like, and Trubisky's actually literally going to be side carting with him. It's like he's going to be driving cross country <laughs> and like he's a in nice the little, little... side
0: mobile as they motorcycle down the road. He's just <laughs> yeah, know, <they're> motorcycle. <laughs> the <side-cartless>. like he's.
3: <laughs> Let's go, coach. They're going to have you driving the old uh, Yamaha, yeah. and it's going to be like, oh, wow, this is great. It's like he's got like a nice little teddy bear. It's like, I'm not used to riding like this. So, dude, and the Bears just to remind him of the team he was originally drafted by yeah. Matt, Justin Fields, which, by the way, that was sick. That was, I think, like mm, all of a sudden it. the Bears made me think, like, oh my God,
0: the Bears know what they're doing now? Since what? when? Someone flipped a switch over there in Chicago. Who, that was who, crazy. Who
3: hijacked Ryan Pace? And how who took over this draft room? Because it's not Ryan Pace. I can tell you that. Like he doesn't do smart things, at least not in the first couple of rounds. He just likes trading away the picks. I feel so like somewhere
0: I, in the next 10 years we're going to get like the football version of like Moneyball or something. Something weird's going to like it's going to be like the Bears draft day. And there's going to be this move something's going to come out where Ryan Pace got locked out of the building somehow. <laughs> and all right, well, this kid, I guess this kid over in the corner is going to have to do the draft for us. And he just slays it. I feel like we're going to get a movie about that. I can see it coming next 10 years. Well, that was
3: essentially what the Browns tried doing and what the Miami Dolphins have been doing, where they're just accumulating picks. And that really is part of their game plan. I actually think if you look back at the Browns, when they had Hugh Jackson, that was kind of the comedy situation right there. Now he's already uh, back to talking on TV. And and now I think he actually has a coaching job somewhere in college. God help those children. Um, (laughs) But I, I think he, you know, maybe a little bit underrated as far as a schematic guy. I think he could actually scheme stuff up very well. He just didn't know how to coach or do anything as far as being a uh, head coach goes. I think he could maybe be a better assistant at a college or even high school level. Um, time maybe even, fast. yeah. I think it, it's it's beyond that. I think now, and I like, you know, I like the coach that uh, the Browns have now, Stefanski. I think they had a good draft too. There's a like, very mm-hmm. few teams I really look at and go, "Oh my god, they just blew up their draft. They did a horrible job." Uh, before I say which team though, what's your team, sir?
0: Oh boy. All three picks. The Seattle Seahawks. Oh, I didn't mind their picks. I Not liked for... their picks. I Dude, really liked, I liked them. It. I there just Dwayne wasn't Eskitch. a lot of them.
3: So what? <laughs> I, I actually I, I did watch the the conference call because that's what I do for all my reviews for all the I, I re- watch all the coach and GM interviews. And I actually, like, I listened, they tried trading down from uh, their second round pick. They had a a guy on the clock. They had a team that was ready to try down with them. I think it was one of the teams trying to get Jeremiah as he fell in the second round. And then Brown, I think it was when the Browns jumped up, took uh, JOK at two. They had a team that was willing to trade up. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't close the deal. And then they just took Dwayne Estridge, who I like. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I think the L.A. Rams liked. So I think they sniped him oh, from he's the L.A. Rams. Rams. He was
0: definitely a Rams kind of player, but that, I think that's why they grabbed him is because they got Shane Walden over there now.
3: Well, also, yeah, again, like I, that was a big part of it. They even said, I think in their interview is like, hey, we're going to be running a lot more jet sweeps like what the Rams yeah. did last year. We're doing a lot of similar things to what the Rams did. So uh, uh, that's why those nuggets, that they, they slip things in there accidentally sometimes where they're like, oh, shit. Now I just gave away my secrets every <laughs> once in a while. Very hard to get it from uh, from PD Sunshine. But but from uh, the GM and Schneider. And I think t- this time around, I kind of did get a little bit of a gleam of what they were talking about, what they might be trying to do. Uh, so again, that that's one of the great things again to watch their interviews and watch their their post draft draft conferences because they are trying to reason it to the media. Like, listen, we took Dwayne Estes. We understand he's like 25 years old. He's already like an accountant. He like he's already got his own like OnlyFans and whatever. But listen, he's going to be our player for right now until he's like aged out of the NFL in three years. But I love Dwayne Estridge, man. He's a very fast guy. Uh, went down to the Senior Bowl, blew it up. Everybody loved him at the Senior Bowl. He was, I, I, he reminds me of Terry McLaurin, a guy who was a little bit older, uh, came in with a very little notoriety and then blew up the Senior Bowl and went like second, third round range. And I think he's going to have that level of effect. You have him, you have DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett. That's speed for days, man. That's like, that's need for speed most wanted right there. And you don't have to worry about if he can play outside or in the slot because, he, I mean, A, I think he can. I, I the, When he was playing at Western Michigan again, uh, if you watch the CMU game, the Central Michigan game, they play a lot of press man coverage with like actual proper coaching for jams, which is, you know, press man is when you're up against the line of scrimmage. Jamming is the actual technique for when you go ahead. And, like, you'll see teams – like do press man in college but you won't see them do like the actual techniques that like they'll just be up against the line of scrimmage you could see that with georgia with eric stokes and tyson campbell if you watch their game film they were playing press man but they really weren't jamming a lot at the line of scrimmage whereas like sertain and jc horn guys who went in the top half of the first round in the mouth oh dude jc horn plays corner like he has something against wide receivers and keep in mind his dad was a wide receiver so, I, I don't know man I, Maybe there's some like family issues Going on there but he just definitely was like Yo we're, we're going to go ahead and uh, We're going to take this that's why I like what the Carolina Panthers did I think they had a great draft too They just went ahead and started hoarding guys They were like yo we're going to trade down We're going to get tons of picks Uh, I'm getting a scam call now I don't know why I think actually that's actually The Panthers trying to get me not to punch up their draft Because they want to do this again next year
0: Hey sh- <laughs> don't tell people what we're doing
3: I mean, it's not a secret. Like I, you could watch their draft and you go, "Wait a second, they had a very good draft." Um, again, two I, years in a row, I'd say. Yeah, well, and and I think part of it was I I think this is why Marty Herney was fired, right? Because there was a lot of debate about him not wanting to trade down from their pick in the top ten. This is why he was fired and kicked out the building. They they got John Federer. Uh. Uh. uh of the formerly of the Seahawks organization. So they, he's very used to trading down. They were like, wait, you trade down. We want you come in and we'll, <laughs> we'll figure this all out together. You're formerly the Seahawks. your ways. <laughs> this, yes. He just teaches how to negotiate, how to trade down because we had Marty Herney and before him, we had Gettleman. They'd ever trade down. Oh God. So, no. So now they got, they got Federer in the, he was like, you know what? We're going to trade down a lot. And they got JC Horn, Terrence Marshall. Those two first picks were great. They got extra picks when they traded down because like, they started at like the top of the second round. And they got an extra third rounder from the Bears, who traded up to get Tevin Jenkins. Loved him, loved his film. Uh, I, it's weird because I think they're switching him to left tackle after they cut uh, Charles Leno. And that that just happened today too. He's going to yeah. get phone calls at the Wazoo from the Broncos, from the Colts, uh, from other Colts out there. If he doesn't land in the NFL, I'm sure the Nixium Sex Cult up in Albany will be giving him a call too. <laughs> now that they're all you know, now that the out there, like we need a new leader. Come, ja- Charles Leno. So, uh, I think that'll be, you know, he'll be high on people's lists to call for left tackle help. But again, like Tevin, it clears out $9 million for them. I just think it's very risky. You have a rookie ta- uh, rookie quarterback. You also have Andy Dalton, not, you know, plays like a rookie quarterback some days. Like he's, he's good. If, 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 he's if, everything, he, if, if everything is good around uh, Andy Dalton, he's fine. The problem is not everything stays good. And when you get rid of your tackles and they got rid of two of them, Bobby Massey as well, who's right tackle, who's hanging out out there as well in free agency. There's a lot of offensive linemen who got kicked to the curb because again, these, this is a very deep tackle uh, draft class. So I think that like, I think that's a risky move. But again, if they're saying like, you know what? We think Justin, we're okay with Tevin Jenkins playing left tackle. Jermaine Fetty plays right tackle. Uh, we'll be fine with that. I just, I, I, feel nervous with that. I feel like they should at least address another tackle, maybe in free agency, Dennis Kelly or a buddy from before, formerly of the Titans. You know, just we're calling back now. We're just calling all the back to the guys we talked about like 15 <laughs> minutes ago. It's like, wow, this just all cycles through, and then it again, just, back-
0: just to be clear, if Andy Dalton's your quarterback, things are not okay. It's no. Like you said, if, if you know if Andy Dalton's good, <laughs> if everything around you is 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 also good, if Andy Dalton's your quarterback. Things are not good. Usually like just follow the path of Andy. There's usually uh not good scenarios.
3: No, like he needs everything to be right around him for him to be even a decent quarterback. Like, and he's like, uh, he is a high end backup, low end starter. He's that, that mid, tw- like he's in that twenties range, right? As, mm-hmm. as players that come into the NFL, Justin Fields, on the other hand, man, like Justin Fields could be anything. He could even be Andy Dalton. So, I think there's there's some value to him. I think he's better than Andy Dalton.
0: Those good um, Ohio State quarterbacks, you never know.
3: Well, here's the thing: the only Ohio State quarterback <laughs> to be taken in that first round, though, is like what uh, Dwayne Haskins, and like okay, but everybody was, but he was a head case. He he actually he got benched after his best game this year. So that was the Ravens game. I actually thought he played pretty well in that. And it was like it was weird, and then they were like, "Well, we're done with you, Dwayne. Like you, you played against your hardest competition, and we're we're now putting you on the bench, and we're now going to play uh, who? I, Allen, this guy, Ryan Allen, Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen, who's going to now be our starting quarterback. Who we who we? I think took like he was a UDFA. We traded a fifth rounder to get him over here. He knows the system. We basically used you to sacrifice you to the wolves, and now we're going ahead and playing our boy. And then he gets hurt after two games, and they play Alex Smith. And apparently, Alex Smith was the best guy there." And then Dwayne oh, no. Haskins go, then Dwayne goes to a strip club. And then everybody's like, he went to the strip club. I can't believe it. It's like, so what? Like, I get it. It was COVID. He should have been wearing a mask at the strip club. But like, let's be real. Like, ah, they're all doing it. They were, he just got called. Who was taking the pictures of the guy is my real question. Who's sitting there in the strip club going like, that's Dwayne Haskins. We better take pictures of this. So
0: that's always my problem is if I even went to a place, like just anywhere, grocery store, movie, any anything in general, and, and pretty much. Ninety percent of the NFL players, if they walked past me, I would not who know who they are. That's my problem. Yeah. Like if I if I was sitting at the strip club with Dwayne Haskins, I would not know that was Dwayne Haskins probably. So I'm yeah. pretty shocked someone even recognize him.
3: Yeah, he's not like a very recognizable guy. It's not like I was sitting there like I even if I was a Washington fan, I wouldn't turn around and be like, oh, that's Dwayne Haskins. Like I have to I,
0: approach him and be like, you know who you look like. <laughs>
3: not even like i think was like i maybe geno smith like a lot of the new york guys seem to have like recognizable faces like odell you'd probably remember because he was on the commercials though like eli Mm -hmm. had a very eli has eli manning face like that's just it
0: like you cannot tell me if you were at the mall and daniel jones walked past you you'd be like that's daniel jones never in a million years (laughs) no i wouldn't because he could
3: easily be one of the 50 million people who were at that mall like yeah like, huh, that guy looks kind of familiar. He's a little
0: extra taller than some of the others, but other than that, I don't know.
3: Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> the only one, uh, Baker Mayfield I'd probably recognize. Um, maybe. Like, Odell. Okay, again, it's the guys who were in commercials. Russell Wilson. <laughs> like, those are the ones you will remember. Like, RG3 maybe, but RG3 hasn't been in a commercial in, like, five to ten years, so maybe, like, i am walking by him, but if I was, like, sitting in a sauna with the guy, like, I might be like, wait, you're RG3? I'm sitting in a sauna with RG3? What's going on here?
0: Some of but, his hairs might be turning gray at this point. I'm not sure.
3: Uh, I mean, I saw him on an interview about the Kirk Cousins thing with Kellen yeah. Mond, and I'm like, "I, uh, why are you commenting? Because you you guys were on the same team like five, ten, like five years ago or something, and he has a career, and you were basically a backup for uh, for Lamar Jackson, who is the better version of you. Like, why are you commenting on anything? Like, move on, man. Like, I want to know it. how he
0: got that gig. T- like, to to get something hey, like... Who I, somebody, RG3 of all people? that you can get on your talk show and be like, you know who I'm thinking? RG, RG3 might have something to say about this.
3: Well, because people go ahead and they look for the, the drama. So they went mm-hmm. ahead and they looked at him. They go, what's the drama here? And they went, RG3 used to play football with Kirk Cousins. Let's get him on the line. It's like Let's minimal see. drama, though. <laughs> yeah, like Kirk Cousins doesn't care what RG3 thinks. Because you know what? Kirk Cousins not anyone like- does. million because he played better than RG three. Like that was literally the point. He played better than RG three. He got a contract RG three. If you played better, you could get that contract. I'm sorry. I'm slandering RG three. I actually don't like dislike RG (laughs) three. I I just thought it was weird. He's going on talk shows talking about like, no, her cousins don't like that shit. And it's like, okay. Like they, they drafted Kellen Mond at 66 overall. Mm, I don't know. They got him in a left tackle, a good right guard, and Wyatt Davis. Uh, I actually thought they were going to edge rusher sooner in this draft class, but I think they were looking at Quitty Pay in that range where they traded down to. And again, uh, the Colts took him I think two spots before they, their spot when they traded down with the Jets. So I think they just said, you know what, we couldn't get Quitty Pay. We don't like the other edge rushers here. We'll go ahead. We'll take Dariusaw. He could be our left tackle, the future. We'll keep uh, Ezra Cleveland at guard and then they end up drafting another guard later on i think they i think minnesota handled this draft very well again i you know and then they took other guys that like i didn't like any of the edge rushers i think i'm trying to think what the uh i, I know they took the guy out of pit who i was not a fan of the and then the other guy out of pit just got arrested so yeah uh rashad <laughs> weaver
0: so didn't go well rough <laughs> start, rough
3: start to the nfl career just stop drafting guys from pit basically I, that's Man, what we learned um Janarius Robinson, I like that was the fourth round guy that they took that I kind of dig out of Florida State because the guys at Florida State, they were not given a, 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 an, a route to succeed this year. So, uh, you know, other than Asante Samuel Jr., who I loved, everybody else like this year from Florida State just took a step back, like whether it was Hamza Naziraldine, who went very late compared to where I thought he was going to go uh, to the Jets. Uh, he you know he was coming off an injury, didn't get the test at his pro day. Um, but he did ha- he was at the senior bowl, so he did get a little bit of like FaceTime with teams and he did show pretty well covering tight ends. So I think teams were interested in him as kind of like a Jaquiski Tart kind of guy. So listen, he goes to a team that the head coach there used to have used to have Jaquiski Tart as his uh, safety. So it works out perfectly for him. Uh yeah. Uh, but if you look like Marvin Wilson fell out of the entire draft. Now he he's a UDFA. He's going to the Browns. And he got like a fully guaranteed deal. He got a better deal as a UDFA as like a seventh <laughs> or a sixth rounder. He's like, dude, thank God I went on. Yo, I now
0: apparently once the sixth yeah, six round started, he's probably like he's, he turned his phone off. I hopefully I don't get a call.
3: Right? Like, please don't call me. Please don't call. And then his agent <laughs> negotiates a fully guaranteed deal. Good on her, man. Like that was a good move. I dig it. That was a smart, you know, like again, getting a good agent, the, you know, there's always a, a value to that in the NFL. I, even if, like, you're, you know, you're talking about the rookie contract, there are aspects to the rookie contract and the rookie way. Like, even, yes, you don't have the money aspects, but there are parts of those terms that you can negotiate and, and fight over. And, you know, especially when you talk about things like, uh, uh, for instance when do guarantees get voided you know if you get traded if you get cut if you sign with another team there's things to still negotiate in those deals so very good on his agent getting him a fully guaranteed deal Mm -hmm. and i think i honestly think he might be one of those few udfas that like is going to just flourish right away i think because he and now he's also coming off i think he had a couple of knee injuries i know there's talk about he had two knee issues so uh again like as a udfa it's not a huge risk um but I did you know again, a guy who I actually kinda liked a little bit. If they took him anytime on day three, I would have been happy. If they got him as a UDFA, great. Um see, I, we were talking about before we I think I've jumped through three different teams already. I think we're talking about the Panthers at one point, the 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 Seahawks. We I went talked about one player on the Seahawks and then we jumped a lot. La- I was like, you know what? I'm gonna talk about the Panthers now. It's you all want, connected. It's all connected. You know, whether one you want to talk or another. About, trey norwood and stone forsyth i like i like both of storm forsyth they could have taken in like round four or round three and i would have been happy about him that's
0: what i was saying i wasn't even paying attention to the draft that much but when i saw that their six-round pick was coming up and i saw that they picked stone i was my first reaction was he's still on the board yeah <laughs> i dude, had I got- no idea
3: 6'6 six, six, uh, tackle from the SEC. Again, they're going to have, you know, if he doesn't start right away, he gets to learn from Dwayne Brown. Uh, maybe he gets to be the eventual replacement there. Uh, You know, they even said like, listen, he's going to be great in pass protection. We want to get him a little bit worked better into the run game. He's still very, you know, we still think that he'd be good at it, but he's got to be better at, you know, leveraging his body. It's 6'6 six, six is very mm-hmm. hard, right? You're, just, you're a big-ass <laughs> dude. Very mm-hmm. good mover, though. So again, when you have a guy like that, at minimum, I think it's going to be, he, he's a guy who who they could utilize very well. I, I liked all three of their picks. It might, I, I said it was the easiest draft to cover. Cause they literally had three picks and it was just like, Oh, I could do this in Easy like, pizza. yeah. Right. One of the easiest ones. Review. Yeah. But I liked their draft a lot. Um, I was talking before about the Panthers. Again, they took Terrence Marshall, who had a knee injury, question mark. But he's going back to his old old offensive coordinator from college, the passing game coordinator uh, with Joe Brady. I think that's a great fit. for uh, Panthers, I love their entire draft all the way into day three because, like, you look at it, they got Brady Christensen, who I liked. I think think round three was the perfect spot to take Brady Christensen. He could play guard. Uh, They probably will kick him into guard, but they didn't take a tackle, so maybe they like him at tackle. Ah, uh, he did play left tackle at BYU. Ah, uh, for actually blocked for our buddy Zach Wilson, who went number two overall for the Jets. So, I, but he never really dealt with high competition. His highest competition was uh was the guy from Houston who uh, went in the first round, Peyton Turner. Who again, the Saints had a weird draft. But I don't know if I necessarily disagree with everything they did. May the fourth be with you as well. Uh, <laughs> Aloha, and Great. I know Great. why Aloha was my my <laughs> response to May the fourth and be with. Brand you. Brand new father there, Stan. <laughs> brand new father here Oh, nice. love my um, bud. but yeah christianson tommy tremble was i think <laughs> an underrated draft pick as well i think I, I think carolina panthers knocked it out of the park even you go further down people love davion nixon deontay brown uh, uh again alabama guard big dude dude deontay brown i wanted the jets to draft uh ben cleveland and deontay brown so they could have like the heaviest offensive line in the nfl when you add them up to makai Bechton. And just get that giant. There's like three giant dudes. There's ginormous a wall. It's all you have to go through them at that point.
0: And then Zach also needs to see over him, though, too. That might become the issue. Well, he's six <laughs> two. he's not he's not the shortest quarterback ever. He's like the same height as
3: Deshaun Watson. So it's not bad. He's just he's actually kind of scrawny ish. That's yeah. kind of his build is what I always had the issue with, especially because the way he played at BYU, he and. Fighted contact sometimes when he would run. Keep in mind the guys he's running into at BYU are not the bi- are not the biggest dudes either. So if he does yeah, that, not NFL, NFL
0: caliber big. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, he's gonna he's gonna get wrecked, and then you're gonna be like, well, there goes Zach Wilson's shoulder again. Um, so he's got to learn how to handle that issue. I think he can. I think he you could coach that a little bit out of him, uh, as long as he's not running into dudes like he like thinking he's Josh Allen. I think he will be okay. Uh. And again, I think he was, I I think there was a perfectly good argument for him to go two overall. I think like, again, like the top five quarterbacks in this draft class were all really good. So it was kind of like, it was weird that there was, I think there was so much animosity and debate because people were like walking into the year with Justin Fields two overall. And then like, they got used to the idea of Zach Wilson going two, and like, fine, Justin Fields three overall. And then there was like the rumor that Mac Jones was going to go three overall for like two months. And then everybody lost their minds. That things. was me. Everybody yeah, lost thought, their mind. Man, I really things. thought
0: Mac was going to be a forty nine er. That's what I thought. Uh, I had I even I... convinced Durf. change it, <laughs> but his other his <laughs> other pick was Justin Fields though too. So yeah, are we oh, both going to be wrong.
3: I had them at Trey Lance. That was my mock draft pick for two weeks up until the end. I was, uh, and I noticed that with the uh, when they, when the news leaked that he was seeing John Beck, and he had switched QB uh, coaches in the offseason. Because, like, keep in mind, Justin Fields was also using John Beck, but that's because of his connection with the QB collective. So it wasn't like he was told to go use John Beck. Shanahan asked Trey Lance to use John Beck as his QB coach, and he switched from uh, Avery Williams or uh, Quincy Avery. I'm sorry. Uh, So he switched from Quincy Avery as his QB coach. And I'm like, well, that's a signal right there. No, you don't usually switch your QB coach that you're like training with and practicing with at the behest of a coach who's not drafting you. So Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, that's my dude. I know what's going on here. And sure enough, by the time we got to draft week, everybody's like, oh, I think it's Trey Lance. And I got I luckily got in at plus three hundred on that one. That was Ooh. the same. I got a little <laughs> bit of money on that. And I was like, oh, I don't usually that gamble. But that was like sometimes there's just automatic wins there. You're just like, oh, well, I got to put money on this. <laughs> Even if I lose, like I'm just going to kick myself. if I did. not I, I had Baker Mayfield at plus four thousand. I could have. I was like I was kicking myself. I'm like, I got to remember this in the future that like because uh, like there was a point where Baker Mayfield was plus four thousand to go number one overall. This is back in 2018. and I was like, I know the Browns like him. John Dorsey kind of like hinted at it in his first presser. And I was like, ah, I should have went for that when it was back at plus 4000 He ends up going number one overall. But this you got to expect th- the Browns to
0: mess that kind of thing up, though.
3: Yeah, That's- but th- I think some people thought <laughs> Baker Mayfield was messing it up. So I don't know. Maybe that was just a counterintuitive <laughs> thing. I'm like, what? No way. And it's like he ends up being like they're going to mess up, up the mess up. Yeah. So listen, I, but again, here was the same thing. I finally learned like, oh, learn how to gamble, put money on it. When, when you have that inclination Mm -hmm. that, oh, wait a second, this guy could absolutely be the number three overall guy. You have that information out there. And I I was shocked that sports books didn't key in on that, but betters didn't key in on it either, which I thought was very weird. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. I thought the Trey Lance pick was good. I actually kind of, I, I like that idea of him as the quarterback there. I just thought the whole arguments that were going on for three months were hilarious. And I initially didn't even think of Trey Lance going there. And, and then like, again, the last two to three weeks, it kind of started percolating and you heard those rumors out there. So, I'm, um, yeah. Again, I very very fun draft. I feel like there was a lot of uh, mix, a lot of great opinions on it uh, over the course of the year. It was such a great year for the draft, uh, I, and I think it was such such a diverse opinion on all the players that when you got to the end, everybody kind of had like a a like solid kind of like. There's it, it, it only like two or three drafts I thought that were really like out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I thought especially just the first round. That's usually when I can get through in one night. Like I can't, I don't really pay too much attention outside of that, but it was a very exciting first round, all the trades and the bears Dude. did well. The Eagles did well. It was a lot of fun. No, I,
3: again, it was, it was a very fun, even the, you're right. The first night was just crazy with the bears trading up and it, one, night one was great. And then day two was fun too. I think there was a lot of good players that got stolen on day two. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I don't know if you had any questions, uh, to, to wrap it up or anything like that, or.
0: No, I mean, that's uh, unless, unless, Durf, what do you got over there? I mean, we got your, how, what did you get right for your, your mock draft? Do you want to throw it up? Do you want to share it? Or do you well, wanna just want to share
1: your fraction? I will tell you that I got a whopping five out of 32 right. Okay. Wow. So, got,
0: Mel Kuyper got four. So, yeah, Mel, yeah, Kuyper well, got four.
1: So, yeah. So there, there was a lot of them where I got like, I got the position right, just the wrong player. Mm hmm. Um, and then obviously, you know, when Dallas trades back and then like I, as soon as I saw them trade back, I know they're going for Mecca Parsons, but I didn't have that mock draft to him. So that happened. But yeah, whopping. So I, I did. I did the percentage. It's like 15.6% of the first round I got. Right. So I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. No, again, well, I, like, got, there I got zero I right work.
0: because I didn't do a mock draft. So
1: <laughs> you got to be
3: in it to win it. I got exactly. <laughs> like,
0: I was, do, I, what I about your head. mind? Did you have a mock draft? Did, how many did you get?
3: I got 10. I did it. It's on Ooh. my uh my Instagram page and I, I posted it the day of. And the ones that I got were weird ones because it was like Joe Tryon going to the Bucks. I thought was the one that I was like, huh. I don't know why. I think I, there had to be somebody who was who I heard that was a Bucks like a uh, coverage person who mm-hmm. was re, who said try Joe Tryon to them. And I went, Clearly it's gonna be Joe Tryon. Um, so there's a couple of bucks people that I follow. Uh uh, Greg Newsome to the Browns. I kind of knew if he was going to be there, they would take him. And there was a lot of talk that Greg Newsome was not going in the top 15 or 20 in this draft. So I knew the second he made it to 25, uh, was it 25, 26,
0: 26, 26. 26
3: yeah. Uh, the second he made it to 26, he'd be going to the Browns. That was um, a good value
0: pick. That was yeah.
3: Great. Oh, I loved it, man. I, as a Browns fan, I love it. I love it that They got him and Owusu Koromoa, Anthony Schwartz. Dude, guy got that guy's got speed for days. So I I listen, that I, I was a big fan of the Browns draft all the way through. Demetric Felton, their like sixth round pick. I loved him from the senior bowl. Wide receiver slash running back. Catch out of the backfield, can line up in the slot. Reminds me of Duke Johnson when he came out. Um there, Tommy Toki of the Ohio State university I, I everything that the browns did this year i, I really liked it i again i like schwartz i know some people were like well it's a little high to take them but dude you're getting a guy with four two two speed i mean mccall hartman went a whole round earlier a couple of years ago so mm-hmm. you're getting a guy with that level of speed you're gonna be utilizing them in different ways they needed a man beater on their team so yeah i already could see how that wide receiving room is breaking out i think that was a, i think it was a great pick and again overall they spent so much picks on defense i loved it like a 100 percent um and then, oh, Zayvon Collins, anytime you hear anything about Arizona, Arizona has, like, the most leaks in the world. Like, for a place that's in the middle of the desert, they've got a ton of leaks. So well, they're just hear... bored.
0: So they're, like, doing it on purpose. They're like, just tell these people that we need to get some coverage.
3: We're, we're going Zayvon Collins, linebacker, at 16 overall. And I was like, really? Okay. And, like, it was all over the place. Anytime you hear Z- anything with Arizona, they are, like I said, like, Kyler Murray going number one overall. People knew that from, like, before the Combine. Uh, last year, with them taking Isaiah Simmons, like everybody knew they were taking Isaiah Simmons. This year, Zayvon Collins is the big one. So, again, Arizona, as long as Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury are there, yo, know, everybody's going to know what's going on. Now, granted, they might not be there very long because I think this is like a, a make or break year for Kingsbury and Kime. Uh, and then maybe they move on. They, you know, they, they find a new, uh, you know, head coach, offensive coordinator, uh, head coach GM combo, which I think would be a very smart move on their end. Or
0: not. I don't know. Kingsbury could be better. I I I just hey, the longer that franchise is in disarray is good by me as a Seahawks <laughs> fan. It's already enough. a tough yeah, division. I, just, I don't I don't need any more tough competition. They can go away anytime.
3: Well, this is why I'm happy that like uh everybody in the AFC North basically screwed up all their O-line picks basically like uh the the Ravens signed Alejandro Villanueva but he hasn't been that good the last couple years uh they trade away Orlando Brown who was actually one of their better offensive linemen who fit their scheme very well Mm -hmm. uh you know Ronnie Stanley's injured they did draft uh Ben Cleveland who I'm a big fan of and again giant dude and I think he fits their scheme very well and they signed Kevin Zeitler which hurt my heart very much um I, you know i don't know what the Giants are doing but getting rid of him was not the way you fix things but okay go ahead Giants do what you're doing it's going to, you're gonna damage your quarterback even further um but again like as long as and then the Steelers i think had maybe like one of the I, I, that was the team i thought had one of the worst drafts so uh that and again because they you know not that like listen running back's not a fun and good position but it's a position of i think luxury like if mm-hmm. you're in the back of the first round and you want to take a running back I get it. If you have a good offensive line, Bengals have. i mean, not Bengals, The Steelers haven't had a good offensive line since like Mike Munchak left, and they keep on losing guys to retirement. Mike Pouncey, a uh, year before that, Ramon Foster, Filer left in free agency. Now they have Chakuma Okafor playing right tackle, who's not played well for right tackle. They're just constantly losing pieces. And I, you know, Dachson played well for them last year at guard. But again, as you continue to lose these guys, it's not helping you.
0: All right, and then any yeah. last questions there? there anything that, because we're gonna we're killing the draft for like another three hundred and sixty five days. <laughs> that's that's kind of how we roll right. around here. It's but yeah. is they there gotta, else? I
3: don't only cover the draft; I cover all football. But that's <laughs> yeah. It's a <laughs> otherwise, it's that'd a be big boring. time
0: of year for you though.
3: Yeah. It, well, I do love it. I do enjoy it. It's one of like the top three times. I I also do fantasy as well. So that's the, the other big thing. I'll, that's what's going to start next week is I'll work on the fantasy rankings mm-hmm. and do the tape for those guys and start doing all that shit. So, and again, I just, I, I, you know, and then when football season comes around, it's, it's great anyway. So no matter what, I'm always busy with football. It's never, it's never <laughs> not like a, it a, a never ends, ball. man,
1: dude, it, it doesn't. I don't know what happened. It's I remember for a, a few 65. years
3: five. It was a big mistake me getting into the draft process because I again I used to have all the free time in the world and then like even as like a like a person just like kind of cohesively like like it's an addiction it's like it, it's like uh it's like crack cocaine but like with <laughs> w- but what, watching giant men play with each other on the field with a, with a weird ball yeah, except it doesn't it,
0: kill you yeah well it, it might kill the people on the field <laughs> uh, yeah well that's their problem though that's true that's true. <laughs> Uh, all right yeah. so well we, we appreciate you coming on and give us giving us a uh more in-depth draft look than we could have ever pr- provided our listeners. thank you for having me on i really appreciate
3: yeah, it it was you. a it's a great show i really want i was really happy to get to pop on here i'm just knock my headphones off as i'm thanking you i'm like <laughs> oh wait now i can't hear them what if they, what if they say something like totally ridiculous like well what's your favorite and I'm like oh, i can't hear them anymore <laughs> um, dude, uh, thanks again for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, I always like popping onto people's shows and like, just like going ahead and being like, all right, let's go ahead and riff for a good 15, 20 minutes on whatever they want to talk about. <laughs> it's always fun, especially mm-hmm. with football. Uh, I know I'm on a, I'm on a bunch of shows. I, again, draft vice, I'm on face off of face Mar with friend face Meyer, which again, that's a, that's a weekly show at six to seven, um, which you guys are welcome to come on. It's a call in show. Um, she loves booking, especially this time of year. We do a lot of interviews with people about like sports fandoms and stuff like that. So I'm sure she'd be happy to have you guys on. And, uh, again, she's one of my favorite people. She's pushed She's pimped me out to a whole bunch of people to be guesting on their shows. She, she's like, I don't want to, I don't want to show up, but this guy, man, this guy will pop on your show and he will hijack it. And you will be like, we need to do 15 minutes. It's an hour and a half later. Why hasn't he shut up yet? I've spoken for three seconds on this show. What's going on? Why did we bring him on? I did this I went on a Brown show that like is a uh, on a the Brown's Huddle podcast. This guy's got a bunch of viewers. I I think uh and I went on and he's usually like an hour long show. We recorded two and a half hours straight and I didn't stop talking. I think he spoke for literally 3 minutes the whole time all <laughs> oh, about the, the one team this is the browns and even like i sat there i was talking about like yeah. every team in the nfl we literally spent two and a half hours and then i wasn't even talking about the 15 to 20 minutes beforehand and then the other half hour to 45 minutes afterwards i was talking with him on he's like oh you don't shut the fuck up do you i don't want to yeah, say that's back. probably like
0: what, like at least 10 minutes per player on the team then <laughs> if we do the math
3: <laughs> oh dude well it was like it was like a, a right around free agency draft time so again was it was a lot I of was. stuff yeah, you're talking about a broad, a wide swath of people. I went on. I think I was. I was actually on two brown centric shows. I went way past the time on them, <laughs> but they were just like, "Well, we enjoyed having you on. It was great. I didn't have to talk, so that's good on you." So I, t- I, I, t- I took I do the that. night off.
0: I just sit back here and
3: yeah. it's only, yeah. It was literally what people do. Like, you know, what? I'm just gonna put him on the show. I don't have to speak for the next three hours. It's great, Brendan. Wants I'm gonna go get something to drink.
0: You just keep going. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. All right, we'll just have you do. I, I call it the Kevin Smithing of everything. Like just like he goes on a show. And he hijacks, so he did that like on Colbert once where he was literally on for, I think Colbert asked him one question, he spent 25 minutes talking about whatever the hell Kevin Smith likes to talk about. Cause he's Kevin Smith. One of my favorite people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, also well, big Star Wars dude, like literally like, uh, not like literally like, uh, what brought fandom into like the movie verse of like all the, like the, I don't know. I love Kevin Smith and I love Star Wars. And I guess he, he was like one of those first guys to turn like fan stuff into like pop culture into like like mainstream so one of my favorite dudes uh yeah yeah Uh, thanks thanks for having me on (laughs) again I keep on I, I keep on rambling this is what I I kept going and it was like we're trying to get out of here we got things to do uh, it was great to have you on, but Walter, uh, you know, you got your own show. You could go do this on. You can go talk to yourself for 30 minutes if you really want. It's like, well, but I like talking to people. I like having like my, I like being on other people's shows and hacking them. That's what it is. Sorry.
0: Well, yeah, we're going to have to have you back on around, uh, around the fantasy time, like you said, oh, and then yeah. we'll, we'll talk more offline too, to get some stuff set up because it was Absolutely, a lot of man. fun. So, yes,
3: mm-hmm. oh, it was great. I, I wanted to talk more about the Terry Bradshaw stuff. Like, you guys are talking about something. Like, <laughs> I want to say something. Oh, he's let just me there. Terry. He's like, let me on. Let me at him. Let me at him. Hold me back. Let me at him. Let me at him. Like, I just, do the Bradshaw thing, I was like, that, that made me live it, too. I, I that, that yeah, whole thing he's... with the, the Bradshaw thing and grumpy old. Always... Man. Oh yeah. Grumpy old man. And then, uh, uh, Oh my God. And not only that, but like, he's like the biggest hypocrite. Like uh, why was it? Was he saying that when Brett Favre was like doing his weird whiny thing, or is he just like, "Ah, I only like doing it to the really young guys. It's like, I don't know, man, Bradshaw's Bradshaw. I don't care anything about. He also doesn't talk to the Steelers anymore. Like he's like uh, literally the guy who is like literally famous for not talking to his team anymore because, Oh, he was upset with them for something. Uh, You know, uh, and the Ra- Roger's thing i think it's getting blown way out of proportion we won't know until the thing happens so right. like mm-hmm. it's something to talk about it's very fun to sit there and be like what if Aaron Rodgers wasn't on the packers especially if you're like a chicago bears fan who just got their your, the rookie quarterback and you're like oh we might have a shot well this is very fun yes Aaron please request a trade to the the, <laughs> Oakland, uh, the, the las vegas raiders and then also like the las vegas raiders was like yes please let us get Aaron Rodgers so it's
0: everyone's stopping at the bit for a little bit of Aaron Rodgers yeah.
3: Denver's like, see, good thing we didn't take a quarterback in the first round, guys. You guys thought we were being stupid by wanting with uh, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater over here. Guess what? We Now we're going to get uh, Aaron Rodgers, and we just got all these weapons for him and a defense. And, and now everybody's like, well, this is great. The Packers fans are like, I can't believe we let this
0: happen. <laughs> don't we own the team? Don't, yeah, don't we just own yeah. the team? With the the owners Packers? of the team let this happen. Can't believe it. how did it.
3: we do this? This is so bad as a fandom and a ray. I, I can't do this anymore as a Packers fan. We had two, like literally, like two generations of quarterback of like greatness, and now it's like. And, and I think they got like two Super Bowls out of it. It's kind of yeah. weird, very weird thing. And you, like and that's half the argument is that he wants to just go to another Super Bowl. I just want to get to this point. I'm playing this well. Get me to a Super Bowl, and they're like, "All right, Mike Patton." Um, don't cover. Don't cover the the wide receiver. Don't run any kind of cover four. <laughs> don't do anything good on defense. We made. By the way, that was a big thing of the, the Packers signing, um, Lafleur is they made him take Mike Pettin, which is kind of a horrible thing to do to somebody. Like you have to take Mike Pettin with you. It's like God damn it, that bald weirdo. It's like ah, at least he's not the head coach anymore. Shanahan was happy about that. <laughs> Well, yeah. Can I just offend all oh. the bald people? I'm sorry. I love bald people. We all are. Uh, um, I can't guarantee beautiful. that anybody
0: in the world will be alive Sunday. Oh, is that, oh, that the wrong the Shanahan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude,
3: that was one of my favorite quotes to come on this this draft cycle. I can't guarantee everybody's going to be alive on Sunday. What does Kyle Shanahan know? <laughs> Chef, give me that report. It's, 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 it's that
0: Chinese rocket ship falling out of the sky. That's what it is.
3: Dude, I don't know what it is, man, but yo, know, <laughs> he's like, I can't win it with play action here. So you guys, we're all gonna die anyway. That's that's how. It, really, Kyle Shanahan's just an alien coming along with Elon, yeah. Elon Musk. That's how that's it goes. That's it how is. he's able to. That's how he's winning football games. He's just like, I'm gonna have the aliens calculate how to do play action the perfect way, and that's how he's just constantly winning with guys that are only Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Matt Ryan. then when he has to put in that the Nick Mullins guy, it's like, ah, this is not as good. you're not as good as a
0: magician as we thought you were. Well, well, we hope that you stay alive by Sunday. And, <laughs> well, it uh, is
3: past the Sunday that he said, but we don't know when he did not. He, he
0: didn't specify a Sunday, so it's true. We got to we got to keep your eye out for every Sunday. So I hope you stay alive and stay healthy, and we'll see you around next time. Absolutely. Thanks again for
3: having me on. And I, I, you're welcome to come on my show, DraftFist. You're welcome to come on Face Off of Face Mar. I'll pimp her show out. And I also, uh, I'm also, i uh, also working with Let's Talk Sports as well, which is Dan David Harris's show. That's a, a great uh, – he has a whole network of people that he's working with as well. So uh, we'll talk offline. Thank you for having right. me on. You guys are great. Uh, very entertaining show. And it was just a great – opportunity to be here now i'm sure you will be like we never want this guy on here again <laughs> don't, never. don't ever have him on here again. never oh <laughs> uh, thanks again you guys uh, Till next great. time Thank man you. until
0: next time and that next time will be actually next thursday, thursday. for us i didn't yeah. forget you thought i'd forget hey i'm here just to make sure (laughs) (laughs) see he's the brains that's i told him i told him at the beginning of the show remind Mm. me that we say thursday but we're good so next thursday Thursday. is gonna be the show um we're gonna do nfl schedule release show Yeah, buddy gonna be a very fun time and then we're actually gonna be taking some time off but the more details Mm -hmm. on that to come next week just so everyone's aware it's gonna be next thursday and then some time off yep so be prepared to like fill your Tuesdays with something else
1: <laughs> only but for a little bit of time only for not, a little while not forever just a yeah. little bit of time
0: a little bit of time so pending Um, I can't guarantee that anybody in the world will be alive Sunday the fact that we're all alive by this coming Sunday we will <laughs> be back next week because mama didn't
1: raise no wusses <laughs>